I'm Kelly Coulter. I am a former fitness instructor, actually current fitness instructor, turned marketer, turned coach. So in 2020, I became absolutely obsessed with helping other fitness professionals build their businesses so that they could serve their clients during the pandemic. Now I help clients just like you make more impact with your perfect future clients without adding hours to your day by leveraging the life-changing work that you are already doing. So these episodes that I come on and give you on Tuesdays are specifically designed to deliver mindset, business, and direct response marketing tips that will truly move the needle on your business. So if you're ready to get started, give me some hearts and fire there in the comments and let's go. Today we are going to talk all about social selling. So I had some some plot points and some script stuff planned for last week that I didn't get to use in a different talk. So I'm going to use them here today to talk about social selling. So here's what we're talking about, y'all. Let me grab my notes. If you are wondering why other people seem to easily be able to build their client base out of their social media presence, but the only person you're getting likes from is your mom. I'm going to help you with that today. I'm going to let you watch me as I walk you through the exact process that I use to take perfect future buyers from stranger to client without ever sending cold DMs or being weird or pesty or um, irrelevant. <laughs> so if you're ready to see real ROI from your efforts on social media, I'm ready to do this thing with you. Let's do it. You guys, get me, get excited. Give me a little hearts and fire. Give me some comments in the comments. Let me know how you're currently doing any kind of social selling, how you're using your social media in order to bring people from stranger to client. I want to hear how you're doing that. First of all, what platform are you on? Are you primarily on Facebook? Are you primarily on Instagram? Are you primarily on TikTok? Or are you doing something else? I've got people that are doing LinkedIn. So tell me what you're doing. And then once you answer that question, I'll give you another question. I've got a few that I want to know from you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for your answers. Y'all, I am coming to you live from my new house. So we finally got moved <laughs> and it has been a total whirlwind. We moved out of our old house that we were in for 10 and a half years and we've moved into this log cabin that is a reno project. We're doing a lot of work in here. So I'm telling you guys that for two reasons. First of all, I may decide at some point to take you on the journey with me and show you around the house and um, show you some of the projects that are in place. Um, <laughs> the second reason is that, yes, we do have a hippo in the house. We've got a, a big hippo head, like a taxidermied head. It's not real. It's paper mache. So if you see that, I don't want you to be surprised. <laughs> But the third reason I'm telling you that is because there are crews all over the house. So you may hear a little background noise. So you guys, 
social media. I asked you what platforms you guys are on. You're saying Instagram mostly. I see a Facebook. I've got a lot of people that do the Facebook group funnel because that is what I teach and what I love. I still think it's relevant. I still think it's valid no matter what. Um, I don't see any TikTokers here, which is good. I don't love TikTok. Now, I want to know, do you have any process that takes people from stranger to watcher to client? Or are you just kind of like posting and praying or posting and ghosting? <laughs> posting and praying would be when you post and then you hope that what you're posting is going to result in business. Posting and ghosting is when you are planning out your content and then you're posting it, but you're not really present in your content. So you're not having any interactions with the people that interact with you and you just don't know where it goes from there. That's kind of posting and ghosting. It's like um, trying to game the algorithm. And we may talk about that in a minute because I was just talking with Yeshem about gaming the algorithm and um, how it's not a really valid practice in my opinion. All right, so I'm seeing no process. I'm seeing a lot of you guys saying no process. Tom's saying posting and initiating involvement. Very good because Tom has been through serve lead sell. So he's heard me talk a little bit about social selling. Inside that Serve Lead Sell Masterclass, I do give the basics of what I'm going to talk about today. So I, it's kind of like a selling one on 101 within Serve Lead Sell. All right. So social selling. Social selling is the art and science. I'm reading from my notes here because I wrote this beautiful definition that I want to give you. The art and science of nurturing relationships with perfect future clients that start as strangers and end in a sale. That's what social selling is. It's the art and science of nurturing relationships using social media. Nurturing relationships with perfect future clients that start with them as strangers or watchers and end with a sale. Now, why is it important to define what social selling is? Social selling, so many of us get it wrong because we think that our social does the selling for us. And yes, Tanya, this will be available as a replay on Facebook. For some reason, StreamYard is not broadcasting into the group right now, the Grow Your Business for Fitness Instructors, Trainers and Coaches group that I will get that remedied and hopefully that will happen this week and I will put the replay up in that group. So that's what social selling is. Now, a lot of us get this wrong because we do just plan content that gets a quick win and there's no journey to a purchase. Um, we get this wrong because we are completely asking our clients to self-select and we're not doing any kind of follow-up. Y'all, the fortune is in the follow-up every time, and we're going to talk about that. We get this wrong because we focus on our offer. So who here is out there posting about what they do constantly? So I'm teaching today. I'm teaching tomorrow. <laughs> I've got a Zumba class coming up on Thursday. Um, Who's interested in losing weight? All of those kind of things that um, 
that really pertain to the offer without talking about the life changing results that your clients get from you without allowing them to come into conversation and come into relationship with you. So the first way that I said that we get this wrong is that we ask them to self-select. We don't do any kind of follow-up and proactive creation of relationship and community. The second way that we get this wrong is that we focus on the offer and we expect them to understand the result. And the third way that we get this wrong is that we don't differentiate ourselves from other coaches who might be offering similar products or offering similar results. So I want you to understand instead of social being about posting, social is about creating a customer journey. So if you're taking notes, write that down. Your social media needs to create a journey that you are involved in. So what does that mean? Creating a journey that you are involved in. Everyone that comes to your social media profile, or at least all of your nude people, all of your blue people, all of your cold people, they come in as a stranger. And they see what you're doing and they're interested in some way, shape or form and they start watching and then they become a follower. Maybe they join your group if you've got a group. Maybe they're just following on social media on Instagram or on TikTok or on LinkedIn. But they come into your audience in some way and that is them saying, hey, I'm taking a look at what you've got to offer. It's like if you walk into a coffee shop and you start looking at the cups or you're walking into a store in the mall and you're looking at what they've got to offer. I'm doing a lot of furniture shopping right now because we are in a new house. So I'm walking into a lot of furniture stores and I'm, I'm immediately see somebody stand up and come over to greet me. And I say, I'm just looking around. So that's the first step is they walk into your store, they come into your presence. This is the first part of the customer journey, and that's a good thing. A lot of us make the mistake of just leaving them there, just posting and posting and posting and hoping at some point they will raise their hand or they will go make a purchase from your website or wherever else. But I want to take that journey a step further. So I'm walking into the furniture store. I'm kind of looking around. Somebody comes up and says, hello. I say, I'm just looking around. But at some point, I might see a couch that I want to sit on. And so I walk over and I sit on the couch and I'm feeling the fabric and I'm looking at the legs and I'm checking out the weight of it, checking out the width of it. That's when a smart salesperson would know that they need to come over and check in with me again, have a conversation with me again. That's like part two of the customer journey. I am now really showing interest. So for you guys, that might be somebody that's in your social media that is now commenting, that is now um, watching everything that you do, that is answering questions, engaging with polls, 
opening your emails, that's how you know they're sitting on that couch and they're feeling the fabric. That's how you know they've got that problem. They may possibly have that problem that you solve and they are actively looking for a solution because I wouldn't be sitting on the couch feeling the fabric and looking under it and checking out the width of the couch if I wasn't really thinking about where this couch would go in my house, right? So just keep all of this in mind. This is customer journey. The next piece of your customer journey is you do something that causes them to consider a purchase. And this, I call it an event. And this is where a potential customer, an action-taking customer, goes from being a watcher to a customer. So in the customer journey graphic that I use a lot in the accelerator, that's where they kind of make that turn and they, they go into being a customer because they're an action taker. From there, you can deliver awesome customer service, get them the results, and take them from being a customer. Sorry, something weird just happened on my screen. And take them from being... <laughs> something crazy is happening on my screen. Oh my goodness, I think I'm still live. I hope I'm still live. You guys, let me know if I'm still live. Let me know if you can still hear me because crazy things are happening here in Kellyland. <laughs> ah, okay, I'm back. I can see you again. All right. So you guys, let me know if there was a, a break in the video or if you've seen this all the way through. I'm still live. Okay, great. I'm so sorry about that. All right, so an, an event is going to take them into being a customer. From there, you give them great service and they, be, they get the results. Then they become a trumpet-blowing brand advocate. All right, so that does not happen without intervention from you. And intervention from you is going to happen in one of two ways. It's either going to be you proactively starting a conversation with them or it is going to be you running a mass event for lots of people, like a, a marketing conversion event. So I wanna to talk to you about the ways that don't involve a marketing conversion event for you to have a conversation with your clients. So that's social selling. You're out there, you're looking at who is picking up what you're laying down and you're starting a conversation with them. Now, y'all, I will never, never, never tell you to go out and do cold, direct messages. That is just not my style. I find it very unwelcome when people do it to me. It's just not something that I love. And as fitness professionals, we already hate selling and we already want to be of the highest level of service. And so I really believe in going to the people who are smelling what you're cooking, and finding out how you can help them. So I believe in starting conversations with the people who are starting to raise their hand in some way, who are starting to sit down on the couch, who are starting to feel the couch. So here are the places where you can start conversations in the direct messages or in the text messages with your perfect future clients. This is exactly how Tanya and I go out and identify the people who need our help 
and get them coming in and engaging at a higher level. Number one, if you're taking notes, you're going to label this as um, conversation openers. Number one, when they first come into your group or become a follower, it is appropriate to send a welcome message. So that's number one, welcome them when they come into your group. Inside the accelerator, you guys have all seen the document that describes all of the settings and all of the set up for your Facebook group, including the questions that you ask when they come into your group and then how you use those questions to start conversations. So number one is welcoming when they come into your audience. If you have asked questions because you have a Facebook group, you can use the information from the questions in order to serve them more directly in that welcome message. The welcome message should be very short and concise, and it should end in a question that they can write back and answer you. So you don't want to be just like, hey, welcome, so glad you're here, statement end, because the conversation ends right there. You want to say, hey, welcome, so glad you're here. What are you most excited to learn about? You want to make sure that you're opening the conversation, not just making a statement. So welcome is the first place. Keep it short and concise and end the welcome with a question so that they can take the next step. Now, a lot of those people that come into your following are actively looking for the solution you provide. And so that question may lead to an entire conversation, which may lead to a sale. But it may also sputter out and die. So you need to be able to look for the other opportunities to engage in conversation. So the number two way that you can bring people into conversation with you using your social media is with your posts. Your posts can allow you to identify the people who are actively right now looking for a solution that you provide. Now, there are four types of posts that I want to describe to you briefly, and all of these can be used to start conversations. Number one is an engagement post. So an engagement post is really designed to just get people to answer a question or engage with the post in some way. Maybe it's designed for them to share it. Maybe it's designed for them to raise their hand and say me. Maybe it's designed for them to um, give you some information or answer a question. Polls are great for engagement. People love to answer polls because it's super easy for them to just get in and say yes or no. And that's the key to an engagement post. It has to be something that they can't help but engage with. So keep it short and simple. <clears throat> engagement posts can be those colored background posts. I recommend no more than 10 words in engagement post and no context. So you're going to ask a question, 
but you're never going to give context on that question. A lot of us get engagement posts wrong because we say something like, it's the Friday fun free for all. And I want to know what's your favorite ice cream flavor instead of just saying, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? And what happens is when you say it's the Friday fun fee for all, people stop reading by the end of that sentence and they never get to the question of what's your favorite ice cream color. And that could be what you're doing wrong with your engagement posts if you're not getting engagement. It feels really weird to just post a question without any context. It feels almost rude to a lot of us, but it works. So I want you to give that a try. Get out there and get some engagement. So the colored background, 10 word question, works great for an engagement post. Another thing that works great is polls. Those are my top two, those are my top two. All right, so number two type of post that's going to help you get in conversation. Segmentation posts. Getting people to take a stand and say, yes, I'm for this. No, I'm not for this. Yes, I need this right now. No, I don't need this right now. Yes, I've tried this in the past. No, I haven't tried this in the past. You're getting to know your audience and you're helping people to take sides, which shows you which ones are right for your offer. So segmentation, splitting your audience. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but when you split your audience, you, you have a better idea which ones are for you. And that is a good thing. A smaller audience is easier to activate. So when you can bring your audience into little buckets and start to know who stands for what, who needs what, who has tried what, you're more likely to be able to have a meaningful conversation with them. So segmentation posts, allowing them to take a stand, take a side one way or the other. Again, colored background, again, poll works great. So 10 word question in the colored background, but now it's not, it's not designed just to get them to answer. It's designed to get them to give you a little bit of information about which side they stand on. An example of that might be something like, um, who here uses music? Who, who here choreographs their classes to music? So what that would tell me is who's using music on the beat versus who's just using, using music as background or motivation. And that might be something that would help let's say somebody like Denise, who's a music provider, Denise and Bessie from Muscle Mixes, that might help her to see um, which ones she wants to go to and ask some further questions about to get some market research or something like that. It's segmenting the audience and showing kind of which way they teach. All right, so what you're going to do with the engagement in these posts is you're going to read the answers, respond to all of them, and then you're going to take the conversation further with the ones who are right for the thing that you offer. Number three type of post that you can use to get into conversation with your audience and do some social selling 
is an offer post. So I want you to notice something. I said that we make a mistake when we post and post and post about our offer. And we do. We don't want to be posting about our offer constantly. But is it okay to post about your offer sometimes? Absolutely. And there are two types of offer posts that I want you to put into your repertoire when you are starting the process of social selling. So number one is a direct offer post. This is where you've got something to sell. They work best when you attach them to a timeline and some sort of urgency. So I've got this thing coming up next week, get registered. They work best if, um, yeah, let's just keep it at that. So some sort of urgency to them. A deadline is expiring, a price point is going away, um, an event is happening. So that's a direct offer. I've got this thing, I want you to get registered. Give me your email address in the comments if you want more information or send me a DM or um, give me a thumbs up and I'll send you a DM, something like that. And then an indirect offer post where you might tell a story, get your audience interested and engaged, and then make an offer at the end. So you'll see me do that one a lot in the emails. I'll send an email and it'll be like a story. It'll demonstrate something, um, some kind of lesson that I've learned in the past or uh, something about a client. And then at the end, it'll say, if you want something similar, if you are looking to learn something similar, contact me, reply to this email or go register for this thing. That's an indirect offer. I know I'm rushing through these really quickly, but I've got one more. So let me stay with the offer for one second. So the offer posts do allow you to talk about the thing that you sell. The direct offer post allows you to just say, this thing is happening, get it here. The indirect offer is more about giving value and then, then backdooring in that offer. Like if you want something like this, go here. These are best used when you have something to sell that has some sort of urgency behind it. All right, and then the fourth type of post. So we've got engagement, we've got segmentation, we've got offer, and the fourth type of post is a pure value post. And this is where you are just positioning yourself as the expert and the leader. So you're telling your audience what you know, you're giving them something of value, you're giving them a quick win, and it grows trust. It may be very shareable. And when people share your posts on social media, you will get in the good graces of the social media platform they love it when people share your posts. It shows that you are the expert and the leader in your community, not only to your people, but also to the social media platform. Now your social media platform will show your content to more people. So pure value posts are very, very useful. All right, so that's the four types of posts that you can use in order to get in 
better relationship with your clients, the ones that will create conversations are the engagement posts, the segmentation posts, and the offer posts. The value post, you may be able to look at who's engaging with it, who has shared it, and you may be able to go and start a conversation with them based on the fact that they did do something with that post, but it's not designed really to get you um, to get your audience to get you in a conversation with your audience. My screen is doing that crazy thing again, so it's throwing me off. All right, so that's the four types of social media posts that you can use to get into direct conversations with your audience. Once you're in a conversation with an audience member, you can get to know their goals, get to know what they've tried, and if it's appropriate and you think you can help them, you can make an offer to them. So that is my quick down and dirty social selling 101. That is like all the basics of what we do here at FitPros Connect in order to get into direct conversations and into relationship with our perfect future clients. Y'all, if that was helpful to you, I need some hearts and fire. I need you to give me some loves, some likes, Give me a um, give me a little like and give me a share if you've got somebody that you could share this with that would help. If you are watching on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe to the channel. If you are watching on Facebook, make sure that you're in the Grow Your Business for Fitness Instructors, Trainers and Coaches group. That is where I go live every Tuesday and I give this information. That is where I am the most involved in social media. That's where you will find me <clears throat> doing my engagement, doing my segmentation, giving my love, and following up with you in the DMs to see how I can help you further. All right, you guys, look for the big announcement next week. I'm going to be talking about the next live session of the Serve Lead Sell Masterclass. And from there, that's all I got for you today. So I will see you next Tuesday.